This is Tuesday night, and you are listening to the Skeleton Crew. in here it's that damn turkey again dude it must be thanksgiving is it almost thanksgiving it's getting there we have like a week dan get that thing <laughs> hold on hold on Grab the <laughs> okay got i'm good at choking the chicken or the turkey good job throw that bitch in the oven let's do it no, not Jamie the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, get your ass out of the oven. We're playing around. All right. Again, we pulled off a dumb intro. We do that. <laughs> you know why we do that? Because we want people who just start on this show to... We don't want anyone listening if you haven't started already. That's how it is. Trying to chase them away. Is that what you're saying? We're chasing yeah. away new people. It probably works. <laughs> Oh, I think it's been working great. Either really? that, or if they stick around, then they deserve everything they get from listening to the rest of this show. <laughs> We've acquired no new listeners since we started these intros. This is how the intros go. Alex goes, all right, you guys ready? All right, all right, just go with it. It's going to be a turkey skit. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> we don't, a good magician never tells anybody his magic secret. That's why, <laughs> that's why it's gold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is number 73. This is Alex. That's Dan. And that turkey is Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I always get the hard parts of the skits. It's like, Jamie, uh, sound like a 72 Chevy backing up. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> With the blinker on. <laughs> Jamie, we're in a bowling alley. Now it's raining. There's horses running by. Here we go. Fly away. Fly, fly away. And then eventually she just looks at me and gives me the finger, and then we just go ahead. <laughs> so we have a, you know, we've had a lot of cool shows, a lot of guests come on. We got a little segment. Dan's going to battle it out with Dave and Cody. and Actually, just Dave, because... You guys are going to get into some uh, Insidious 2 talk. It ain't even going to be a battle. It's going to be a slaughter, son. Oh. This motherfucker. <laughs> <They've> also... <laughs> oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Horophilia released its numbers, and we finally got knocked off the top finally, list. Finally, dude. Ah, it feels so good, man. I know it's hard to believe, but it's just, I'm just happy because uh, it couldn't happen to two better people, Matt and Dave. I mean, that is great. Uh, I'm not going to keep going on because I'm, I'm obnoxious already with it, but you all know the shows that made it to the top, and they deserved it. Uh, it's great, man. No, so but think good. about that, though. They, they just started their show, dude, and they were just like right out the gate, number one. Like, that's awesome. What was it, their second month, third month, maybe? No, it was like their second month. Uh, what, the retrospect, the Halloween? Yeah, where it, fall, yeah, where it dropped in on October, yeah. Oh, no, that no. They've been running since uh, summer, I thought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, three months, maybe four. I'm not sure. But, yeah, like, but I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you know, 12, 13. I went from, I went from two to three. 17 to three to years. They've been going since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> They've been going they were doing that show born. since before they were born. <laughs> I was listening to Banana Ladies in my crib. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, Liking It pulled number seven. Yeah, and look. that dropped the last day of October. I'm really happy about that. I'm so oh, excited about that. Really? That's got to say something. 
Yeah, well, it wouldn't be nearly what it was without the awesome intro that Alex did that we've already talked about and the all the phenomenal work that Jason put into it. But as long as I'm talking about that, I do have a new show coming out. That's it's done. Way. It's done. It's waiting for Jason to drop it. And I have these two morons on that show. You'll never guess who it is. Two morons? Why would you have two morons on the show? Yeah, well, because I didn't have anything else better to do. But it's you and Dan. <laughs> oh, that's the one that's, that's right. going out. That's right. Yeah, okay. I, you guys, you guys joined me, and we got to talk about Teen Wolf, and then Dan stuck around, and we talked about strippers versus werewolves, <laughs> and um, that was that was a lot of fun. So thank you guys. I'm looking forward to that. So any, anybody out there, like all you boneheads out there who uh, can't get enough of these boys, and then you can hear some more of them on my show. It's so weird, like hearing you guys. Outside of the skeleton crew, yeah. Yeah, and five minutes in, Alex whips it out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've actually myself. <clears throat> Dan started. Well, Jamie obviously started before any of us, but it was more rare that Dan or myself appeared on any other show besides this one. And Dan started it. He was on. Um, <clears throat> I think where the first place he went to was uh, 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 Cinema Beef, right? Yeah, with uh, Gary. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then you yep. headed over to Banana Laser maybe first, and then Terror Dome. Still and now lately, um, Alex did the podcast Under the Stairs, and then he oh, came right. Don't get... liking it, which I loved. I got to say, when I was listening to that episode of the podcast Under the Stairs, I just I, I got so excited. I was grinning like an idiot when I heard your voice, because I was like, oh, yay, that's Alex. And then I heard Dan, and that was okay. And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then having you guys on my show was really awesome. It was so weird being the one editing you for a change. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see what fucked up shit I made you say. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I really love to fuck guys. I love sucking dick. I I can imagine how you manipulated me. (laughs) We got to start manipulating people. That We've done a lot with audio playing, but... I, we've we've synced people to music. We've taken just a word or two. I love those fucking assholes. Matt Wiesel. I am getting pounded so hard over here. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I love fucking you guys, dude. Yo. If she's in it, her boobas are in it. Oh, I got a question. But I want to start making people say things they really didn't say. That's that's my goal. Now you're getting into like TMZ territory. <laughs> it's possible. You just get them to talk long enough. People will say some shit. Yeah, just get them to talk. That's how we usually do it. All right. After hour four on a show, Jesus Christ, we're like delirious. We're talking about unicorns and fucking owls and shit. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's – I don't know what we just talked about, but that's the intro. So we'll be right back.
So, what I want to get into, guys, uh, you know, we don't, for some reason, we don't do the things we're supposed to be doing on these shows, and one of the things I think we should be doing is keeping up with, uh... The Joneses? <laughs> we do not do that. So, November, there's a, there's a couple horror movies coming out in November, and I think we should let everybody know that kind of stuff, so... Uh, November 5th, uh, which has passed, I think, see, here's the thing. These are all coming out to Blu-ray, so these already have been released, but if you want to buy the Blu-rays of your favorite stuff, you got Just Before Dawn, 1981. Anybody ever hear of that? Really? I didn't know it was coming to Blu-ray. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, I, I, I own that movie. You know what? There was such a big stink made about it, and I saw it in the 80s, in the initial run, like I saw every freaking 80s slasher, and, um... I didn't see it for years, and it was just lumped in with the rest of them. I didn't remember. And then uh, in the 2000s, when it came to DVD, uh, people were talking about it. You know, what a great slasher, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, I'll check it out. So I wa- well, that's what they were saying. And I watched it, and it was decent, it, but the last 20 minutes was, like, extremely boring. And I remember <laughs> the main character was a guy. Instead of a final girl, I think there was a final guy, and he, he started crying. Like crying like a girl. I didn't understand. That's what I took from it. I've only watched it once. I, I rented it, I burned it, and I watched it. And that's what I remember about it. That it, the last twenty minutes were very boring, and and, and a grown man was crying in in a, in a strange situation. Wow, the climax was boring. That's what I remember. Yeah. Jesus. I, d- I didn't retain anything from it uh. except that. Yeah. So the, the the dude crying and the climax being boring is is what I remember. The first half was okay. But I mean, people like mention it along with like a lot of other great non-franchise slashers, mm-hmm. you know, like The Burning or The Prowler or something or whatever. Or the, what's that shit movie? I want to I want to rip this movie to to pieces on it. Uh oh, the, the something before sundown or some shit. God, is that movie bad? Something, but what? Just before sundown? I don't what know. What the fuck what's is it called? You talking yeah. about the, the the town that dreaded sundown? Oh God, that's shit. That oh yeah, it is killer shit. in it Texas. Is- <laughs> that is a piece of shit. It's overrated. It's only interesting because of the freaking mask. And, and there's comedy in it. Oh, dude, what about the fucking kill when he's killing somebody with a goddamn tuba with a knife taped to it? <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? What, are we reduced to that already in 1980? No. Get out of here. Yeah, get, get out of here. here is right. But yeah, just before dawn, that's all I have to say. But other people love it. So I, I don't know. Maybe I should watch it again. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe maybe the Blu-ray will make it better. It'll be Michael J. Street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blind buy. I'm not blind buy. I'm just gonna buy this Blu-ray now. <laughs> yes, the clearer the better. Uh, okay, so the next one out is Voice. Uh, same day, the fifth of November already came out. Voices from Beyond '91. <laughs> nobody, right. nobody. Okay. Nope. Now, here's a big one I think we're going to be talking about. And I'm an asshole because I've owned this for three or four weeks because uh, we get screeners from Scream Factory or Shout Factory, whatever they're called. Nice. And uh, I uh, – somebody jerking off? It's me. I'm freezing. Oh. I'll rub my freaking hands together like that. Is it it's a, it's, Dave? It's, dude, it's 30 degrees in Buffalo dude. today. It's freaking terrible, dude. It fucking snowed here today. It snowed a little here too. Yeah, that shit's wild. Cause sucks. But well, we're all in the same dungeon, of course. So we all mean. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> true. Skeletons and everything. Yes, I'm a banana skeleton. <laughs> the skeletal banana. <laughs> I'm gonna post a picture of a skeleton banana, actually. Nice. All right, that's me. Rock on. I found one today, baby. It's in. Uh, it's 
I found it in in anticipation of our mashup show. Just so everybody knows that we'll be uh, mashing up with the Banana Laser crew. Uh, we're going to do a year-end – what is that called? Year-end review? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, right? How about, how about we call it the rear-end review? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that too. We'll do, do, we'll do, do – we'll talk about tits, ass, and, and the top 20 movies of the, of the, the year. Call it the rear end review, you know? <laughs> Dude, we should take all the hottest chicks from all those. Fuck, what are we doing? Let's take all the hottest <laughs> chicks from those movies and put them up against each other. Yeah, we'll have a big Terradome battle of TNA. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. There's lots of things we could do for that show. Yeah. Or shows, whatever. It might be about six hours worth of stuff. We'll see. The 12th, uh, Body Bags came out. And John Carpenter directed that, and that's uh, what's that uh, anthology movie? You guys, you guys see that? Yeah, absolutely. Most of the stories were pretty good. It's got Mark Hamill in it. Really? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I have not. He does, he does the eye one. Uh, God, I don't even. It's been so long since since I've seen it. Uh, it may have been called the eye. I don't remember. Uh, you know, I think that's what it is. You're right. I remember hearing that somewhere, dude. But that I wasn't don't one care. of the better ones. Go back from which he came. It's kind of, it's kind of like the most gross thing I'll do for me. Give him a body bag. <laughs> Anybody karate um, kid? <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Okay. I just remember the, the cut scenes in that uh, with John Carpenter as the corpse were my favorite part of it. I'm not a huge fan of Carpenter overall, I got to say. Unfortunately, what, what, what? one and out. He's a one and I out. I don't know, man. Like, uh, uh, looking at his whole repertoire, I mean, it's, even that movie, The Ward, dude. I mean, the best part of that was Amber Heard. I thought it was okay, but it was, you know, it's whatever. I don't know. I just uh... you, you shut your mouth, Dan Chase. Ghost of Mars was the greatest movie ever made. He goes to Mars. I actually don't buy Ghost of Mars. Ice Cube, Dolmega, Omega, he's in it. So how can you? Be yeah, like yeah, that? right. Yeah, but dude, you know? early Carpenter movies. He he had a okay. Now obviously there's Halloween. There's the thing. There and even if you don't like the fog, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I don't like the fog. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Christine. That's good. Okay, Prince of Darkness. That wasn't bad in the dude, uh, in the I, mountain. Oh, oh, guys, I got the screener for Prince of Darkness. I couldn't make it past twenty minutes. Exactly. I gave it to, gave it to really, the dude. Yep, absolutely. Gave <laughs> <laughs> you gave no, it away. I gave it to him. Wow. Yeah. Really? Give it away. To- Donald Pleasance is in it. Dude, I couldn't get past twenty minutes. I was looking at my phone like Jerry Vitetta. I was fucking going on the computer. I was cooking <laughs> something to eat. I was like, "What in the fuck is something gonna happen here that I want to watch?" Damn, dude, really? Oh my god! Dude, How about they live and Escape from New York? They live is good. Okay, okay, okay. But Escape from New York isn't horror though. I'm ta- I'm sorry. You know what? I'm talking John Carpenter horror movies, but I love Escape from New York. You're absolutely right, dude. Fucking come on, Kurt Russell. Okay, l- look at this. Let me say one thing. He's not my favorite director. Argeno is, but let me just say this about Carpenter. Let's just, he's got four powerful movies, I think. And how many other directors can you say that about? You think Craven or freaking uh, so someone else? Has that many? Cunningham has one, and he has a soccer movie. Okay. I saw the take was fucking awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, fine. So you think Craven's better than Carpenter? No. I'm just kidding. Dude, that movie's a piece of shit. No, you're right. I'm with you. I'm I don't know. Kidding. Okay, you never know. You never know. I love how Craven thought he was competing with Jaws when he made fucking Hills Have Eyes. 
Oh my god! You gotta right? be kidding me! He showed a Jaws poster ripped up. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it was probably a joke. I'm guessing. I mean, he's a pretty self-aware person. <laughs> I didn't find it funny. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, you know, that's the thing with those movies, like, um, or those directors rather, and their whole fucking repertoire of movies and shit. I'm just saying, John Carpenter. Like when you mentioned Christine, like, dude, solid movie. Just ain't for yeah, me. Man. I, it's just no. You don't like that. No, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, I don't know. It's whatever, dude. It's just, it's... Just like sleep, uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp, like, Christine, I like... Okay, I, I'm i okay with Return to Sleepaway Camp. I like Christine, but man, I don't ever pull that shit out. You know? Like, I don't ever go to watch that. Really? It's an October view for me. I enjoy October, it. October, yeah? Yeah. And half of it's the soundtrack. It's a good story. It's written by King. I, I like Stephen King during October especially. It's just right. one of the things I do. I always watch at least three or four Stephen King movies. But that that's one I'll pull out, and it, it's a good story, and I've read the book. But Carpenter's direction and, and the, you know, the, the score is so good. Wait, did he do the score? He must have. I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds a lot like uh, Halloween 3. <laughs> okay. He, I'm just assuming he did because right. it has that – it just has that that sound that he has. That sounds yeah. like the thing, and it always sounds it, the same. But it's always great. It is great. And what about his involvement in, in like Halloween two and three? He didn't direct them, but right, the, right. The, the pro- producing and scoring and writing. I don't know. I just think he's better than everybody except you. Bring up, you bring up very good points, sir. Yeah. Hey, See, but that's for you, Jason Lloyd. <laughs> if I mentioned one of some of my horror directors, you guys, some of my favorites, you guys would probably laugh at me. So we'll save that for another fucking. We'll save right, that for the end of the year. No, no, no. I'd never laugh at you. It's, I, I already know. No, you don't. Steve Miner. Steve Miner, what? Dude, he did fucking Friday two and H two O. Both those movies. It's your boy. Yeah. That's you don't even know that. No, I don't. Oh, I knew that. Oh, I knew. Talked about oh, three. Right. Don't talk about three with these guys. Yeah, you can't talk three again around the skeleton crew. <laughs> they right. just don't respect it, man. <laughs> you gotta keep going though, because that wasn't it though. But uh, anyways, <laughs> you give us one of your favorites. Okay, but see, this is why it's going to be a never-ending battle because it, it kind of has a little explanation behind it. But I mean, you could probably guess. Alex. I mean, oh well, Craven. I would assume from Scream, but I don't know who else. Sam Raimi. Keep going. We have yet to do a uh, review on these two movies, which are my favorites. Um, the Place Beyond the Pines. Don <laughs> 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 <John> Pascarelli. <laughs> hey, I'm a phantasm guy. Shit. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Know. That guy was so chill, dude. Uh, keep going. Come on, guys. Adam Green. No, close, close. Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know. Uh, We mentioned this dude's name in the Adam Green. Eli Roth? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So, all right. At this point in the game, dude, listen, I know he's done some shit too, but see, I like it for for a lot lot more reasons than uh, than I can explain. And it's not just the movies in and itself because he hasn't directed since Hostel 2, technically, too, you know, unless you count like Inglorious Bastards. But he's produced a ton of shit, but... Director wise, dude, I, I I fucking I love it. I love Cabin Fever, dude. Hostel one and two are fucking amazing to me. There's so much into those movies that I think people don't see, and uh, I love every aspect of it. Plus, I love how he's like a fanboy too, you know. 
He always talks about his experiences. You know, he used to work for fucking David Lynch. He worked for Stern, but there's Stern. I was going to tell you that. You know what he did for Howard Stern? Yeah. He used to sit outside the door Mm -hmm. that Howard was sleeping in when he was making private parts, and he was writing horror movies while he was doing that. He was writing Cabin Fever. Yeah. Yeah. While he was sleeping. Us uh, sleeping, sitting outside of the door of Howard Stern, right. while Howard was sleeping or taking breaks between his 1996 movie or 97 private parts. Yep. Wow, it's making a lot of your time. That's a go getter. That's good stuff. That's yeah, man. Good use of your time. Yeah, man, I just love his whole story, man. You know, he just um, he 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 was just fucking so persistent and uh and i really do think uh everybody needs to check out those movies and here's what here's what hooked me i'll be perfectly honest with you and this is kind of a typical thing to say but if you listen to the commentaries on hostile dude first of all i think there's four of them and each one i think is with you on it too four commentaries on the hostile dvd on number and there's probably all of them Yes, he's, he's on all of them with different people. <laughs> well, well, okay, take for instance, okay? You know who um, edited Hostel? <clears throat> Tarantino? Uh, the guy from uh, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, no. Um, Robert Helzig? It was the dude who did um, who did Van Helsing. House, who did uh, Van Helsing. Uh, That's what he said. <laughs> no, no, Robert, no, no, Robert Helzig. He oh, did, uh, okay. <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> Ben Helsing edited it. Anyways, I I could go on for hours, but there's so many cool little stories. The same dude who did uh, American Werewolf in London, he... uh, Oh, Michael Landis. John Landis? What'd you say, Michael Landon? (laughs) Friggin' Highway to Heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Michael Landon, that's great. (laughs) I was a teenage werebear. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Shea. Dude, I just saw uh, Insidious <laughs> 2, Cody. Fucking ridiculously good. Winshay is the shit. What did you say? Did you say Insidious 2 was ridiculously good? Oh, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. I want to play my battle music for you, too. Did you say that or no? Oh, I said it. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? We're gonna save it, buddy. We'll save it for the freaking wrap up show because. Oh my god, dude! It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was freaking horrendous, dude. It made no sense at all. Fuck you! Fuck you! What are you Ridiculously bad. Ridiculous. Oh please! It's that fucking scene in number one where he's banging on the door and you're like, "What's the, the worst fuck is part that? of it all?" There you oh, go. Fuck you! Fight, you fight, go to fight. hell! You go to hell and you How die! How did that happen? Because no. he was still the real him. If he would have been the evil him in part one, it would have made all the sense in the world. But he was that the wasn't the evil him. him. I know it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. So it makes no sense. So there's the good him and there's another good him knocking on the door in the past. Makes no sense at all. If there's two different realms, it makes sense. Fuck, the further don't have no time, son. I stopped watching. As soon as that scene happened and the knock on the door happened, I mentally checked out the rest of the I was done. I don't even remember the last half hour of that movie. Because as soon as that happened, I looked at my wife and said, this makes no sense. And I mentally checked out and sat in the theater. You are done. fucking crazy, dude. That shit was fucking brilliant, dude. It, was, oh, it makes no sense. We'll save it for the next show. I can't wait till you guys go at it. Uh, yeah, we will. Like, 
Let me ask you this about Eli Roth. Let me change Mm -hmm. the subject. Okay. He he has has three movies. Three movies you love. (laughs) Right. Go back. He did three movies you love. Basically, what you're saying, Cabin Fever, Hostel, Hostel 2. You love them all. They're all basically four or five star movies. Yes. Okay. I'm just just asking. I just wanted to make sure that that's where you Okay. Okay. And and I'll say this too. I do like his, like I said, um, you know, because if you like a director, dude, you're going to follow his work. You know what I mean? And and especially like what got me into it originally was seeing, um, I saw Cabin Fever before Hostel, but I didn't realize it was Eli Roth who did both of them or whatever. So what catapulted me into it was uh, Hostel 1. But then I went back, checked it out, learned you know a lot about the dude, about his story, and that's what gripped me because he fucking talks so much and he's so knowledgeable about shit. He doesn't shut the fuck up. Exactly, and I love that. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, if you're a fucking film geek, dude, that's – come on, man. That is film school. I don't care what anybody fucking says, dude. If you're retarded and you can't get that concept, then get the fuck out of here. Dude, that's what that guy, Jason Christopher, he said instead of going to college to learn how to make movies, he watched commentaries on vi- – That's on... how you do it. I mean, it sounds stupid, but it's Nobody true, gets man. out alive, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Right. Punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Down the road. You know what? It, oh, oh yeah, yeah three titles. It, That's great. I heard it. No, I heard <laughs> in Germany. No, I heard in Germany. It's called Slasher in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was called Blitzkrieg. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but okay. So Eli Roth, and then you know, so, he yeah. was in Glorious Bastards, and and that and that whole thing. So I enjoyed that. Now I, I will admit, I did enjoy the last exorcism. I like the twist at the end. Oh. Part- Oh, I, I do too. Okay. I like it. I'm a fan. Exactly. Of okay. Thank you. Okay. What? So we don't even have to debate yeah. that. But I will. I we. I will renege, if you will, um, on on one statement that I it with with part two. <laughs> I I think uh, I watched part two again, and I just do not like that flick. It's just totally different. So what? Hostel two? No. Uh, Less exorcism two. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't even given it a chance. <laughs> the, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I did not like the last Exorcism too. Did did I even talk about it? I forget. I don't even. Alex talked me out of it because what he said about the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, asshole. Alex. You probably saved me. Yeah, because you of what did. he said no, about you did. the movie. I didn't watch it. Well, you know that it does make no sense. He's right. I'm not watching this. <laughs> Dude, nothing happens in the first one. Get out of here. We should get a show together. We'll write down four or five movies, and we'll just debate for like three hours. I'll do it, man. It'll Let's be go. great. Hey, it'll, man. Uh, Insidious it'll be like cool. cinema beef, but it'll be, you know, our own. You got the beef, I got the grinder. Exactly. We'll bring it in. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have our own cinema beef, you know? Gary Hilsher moderate. Dude, oh, man, one of Dave's best appearances in history, dude. Thank you. Dude. I am proud of that one. <laughs> oh man, he Dan. Remember how we, me and you, ripped Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four in our Jump the Shark. Mm-hmm. Dave took that, fucking polished it up and expanded. Oh my god, you got to hear. Do you know? Do you have any idea, Dave, what uh, episode that is? Or you don't remember the numbers or anything, right? Of Cinema Beef. Yeah. Oh, no, but I'll get back to you on it. I'll leave a voicemail for the show. I listened, so. <laughs> no, no, no. I heard the show, but I, I don't think I heard the whole thing. Because I was like, Dave Z and Gary, I was like, I gotta hear this. Dave ripped Nightmare 4, because I'm so glad, because that's when I, I thought Jump the Shark. Cody, what, Cody, what do you think about that? Because everybody gives that one a pass because it made so much money. Does that movie suck or what? Guys, that's actually one of those, uh, and uh, that's one thing I, I was wanting to get into on the show. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, boy. 
there are so as many movies as you as you guys have turned me on to. Uh, there are a lot of ones that I love as a teenager that I'm just terrified to go back and watch now. <laughs> <laughs> so just listen to that show. You? <laughs> uh, you know, like, yeah, like uh, Halloween Five, Nightmare on Elm Street Four. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, well, you know, uh, Psycho Four. I'm like, well, I don't remember him being my favorite of the series, but I don't remember him being that horrible but i'm like jesus christ i'm not gonna go back and watch it now it's kind of like going to a funeral of a loved one you know i'd rather remember them the way they were <laughs> before Very you good. just tear them apart <laughs> that's classic dude that's awesome dude you cody you heard exactly what i said when these two were bashing psycho 4 i said damn i don't remember yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I watched it, and I just took it for what it was, and all of a sudden, these two fucking start pointing out every flaw, and I'm like, well, I guess it sucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till our Dark Knight Rises show. Yeah, I will never watch Psycho 4 again, probably, because They talked that. you into it, really? Just because of that one show? Yeah. Well, see, Alex, I was like you, I liked it. And I listened to that show, and they almost talked me into it. But I still have to go back and watch one more time before I can completely dismiss it, you know? Because I did like it. It wasn't my favorite. It was my least favorite of the series. But I still liked it. Like you, probably. Yeah, it was my least favorite, but I liked it. Yes, I, yeah. So you're not going to watch it again just based upon what they said in that show? Yeah, those two just have too much influence, yeah. Wow, look at anybody. that. Yeah, dude. I mean, listen. <laughs> I love listening to other people's shows too, especially when it's like, <laughs> you know, like, it's so funny. You're right, though. It does destroy it for you a little bit. Like a little bit inside of you just dies. You guys are right. Yeah, I had four movies I like. Now I like three. Like, <laughs> like you totally killed it for me. I was like, wow. I guess it sucks. You know, <laughs> it was just. <laughs> And then when Dan's like, yo, you gotta watch the fucking Base Motel, that's how you do fucking shit that's a prequel. Like, I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, he's right, man. Why am I even bothering with this movie? I just watch, I, I should just watch Bates Motel if I want to watch Psycho 4. Exactly. I agree exactly. with that. So, Dan, yep. there's three movies you, I, I was getting on to it before. You said he's your favorite. There's three movies you love by him, right? Uh-huh. Yep. You, re, you mean to tell me there's no other director that there's three movies you love? Well, let me ask you this. How many okay. Rob Zombie movies do you really like? I'm asking because I know you like at least two. Three he likes, I think. Okay. Um, are there three? Because I'm going to say Rejects and Lord of Salem are movies that you're a fan of. And Halloween 2, I think. No, he likes Halloween 1. That's what I thought, right? Well, Dan, let, yeah, just answer the question, damn it. How many Rob Zombie movies do you like? <laughs> <laughs> you had enough time. It's it's funny, dude, because you can't measure them in numbers, though. That's the thing. Like, it's all okay. about how much I like this person. You know what I mean? So, Rob Zombie, you're right, dude. And don't get, don't get it twisted, motherfuckers. House of a Thousand Corpses is the shit, okay? Oh, that movie's it's, – it's great, right? Okay. My House favorite Rob Zombie Corpses. movie. Yes. Okay. Now, second up, that's my favorite. Devil's Rejects, I think it shouldn't even really be classified as a horror movie, though. But it's just fucking brilliant, dude. I'm sorry. That whole it's movie good. is – Fucking amazing. amazing. Bill Mosley, I mean, everything about that movie. I mean, the, the last, who plays fucking Freebird from fucking beginning to end and has this? Like, come on, dude. Like, that's fucking, I don't care what anybody says, it's art, dude. It's fucking good. You know good what? Art. Agreed. And it's the only movie where his third act didn't take a shit. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. 
Yeah. You know? And then wait, fucking... Whoa, 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 wait. Real quick. What does that mean? You're... I, lo- I like Halloween, too. I like Lords of Salem. I like House of a Thousand Corpses. But all of them are, are, are the, their last act. His last act is his worst of the movie. The way he closes his movies isn't as strong as what he does, you know. Maybe you're right. I think you're right. That's you know, the one thing about him. I said that. It's just, it's just it's the Stephen King syndrome. Same thing with the right. stuff. How about the way I painted Halloween 2 when we did that together? No, it was good. And, you know, that wasn't as bad. Halloween 2, uh, it, it, was, it wasn't as bad as uh, what he did with Corpses in Salem. I'll say that. Okay, all right. But it's still, it was still stronger and, you know, because it, it does get a little confusing toward the end with Halloween 2. It and... does until you watch the commentary, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. I still have to watch that commentary, uh, you know, front to back. But, but, but just okay, in general, can I ask that's you guys a question. Watching a commentary and finding out that way, I think we've talked about this before, but is that like an acceptable manner or should movies be taken how they are and, and that's that? Or or if is it acceptable if they are explained and you're like, oh, yeah, because to me it's great. What do you, how do you uh, take the end of Halloween 2 when the camera is going down the hallway and looking at Lori, she looks up, she smiles, and you turn around and it's the horse and the mom. How do you interpret that? Uh, she's dying. She's dead. She's going... You're right. That is it. Well, I'm the only guy... Well, yeah, but dude, I mean... Okay, okay. Oh. Listen, guys. Okay, listen. I just told you I listened to fucking four Eli Roth commentaries. You don't think I listened to the Rob Zombie commentary, too? I know exactly uh, you what you guys are talking about. Well, no, but that's... That's the whole point of what I'm talking about, though. Is it acceptable because it's explained to us? Do you know what I mean? Well, for movies like that that are crazy and off the wall, (laughs) it's almost necessary. A Rob Zombie movie or a Stanley Kubrick movie or wackos like that or Geno even whatever. Guys that, you know, that their their movies are kind of artsy and it's a lot. It's not always explained easily that for movies like, I mean, Friday the 13th Part 2, you don't need to watch the commentary to understand that. Well, he was looking at the mother's head, and he realized that it's not really Amy Steele. (laughs) Yeah, some movies require it and some don't. And the ones that do, you know, those are some that do. That's all. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. See, I like like when somebody spells it out for me, whether it's the dumbest, most mundane thing, that it's like, yeah, dude, obviously that's what you were going for. Or shit like what you just said. So I think it's always acceptable just because I don't think I'm the brightest person on this earth. So, yeah. Yeah, I really don't mind peeking to the back for the answers. And there's no shame in that either. Like, it's not about, oh, I saw this in this movie. It's it's. The fact that you saw it and you're able to process it and all the information, take everything in as opposed to, oh, I didn't pick up on that. Like if if I have to get a Cliff Notes version of a movie and have it fucking handed to me, that's fine, dude. I got no problem and shame in saying that. That's, I that's- like it. Just like me and Cody were saying when we when we read the Sleepaway Camp book, it, it was real. And that guy has no bearing on any of this. You know, he just interpreted it how he wanted to. And he changed the way we looked at those movies. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I don't give a fuck how it comes to me as long as it's and you know it, it expands and it's invigorating and it's like like that's all I care about. It's it's my experience and my passion. It's not about like how it gets there. It's it's if it, if you get there. 
Dave, how could you not like that part in Insidious 2, dude? Are you fucking kidding? This is bothering me, dude. Wow, That's dude, you just about. read my mind. I was just dude, sitting here. Dude, what the fuck is wrong about- with you? Okay, uh, I was, I was going to save it for the show, but okay. Let <laughs> no, me. Let, you. I was talking about what I was going to say. Seriously, I was sitting here thinking about that a minute ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I wander with my brain sometimes. So I was it's just thinking about All right, listen, let me put it to you in this perspective. Here's you, Dan Chase, in your house right now. Okay, a normal guy. You're just okay. You're there. You are in a reality. Let's pretend somebody's filming you. Okay, this is this is you. This is Dan Chase. Reality today. Now let's pretend. You know, a few months from now, something happens and you have an out of body experience and you go out into the further or whatever you want to call it and something evil takes over Dan Chase. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not the real you, and I understand that you're a different person. But right, right now, if you're sitting there, a normal person named Dan Chase in your house. How can the same normal Dan Chase knock on the freaking door? Because <laughs> he's in the further. Because he, he's matter. in the further. Yeah, Why no, would he be matter. in the further if he's not possessed yet? He's I, don't know even, I don't even know what the further is. Okay, well, this is what I'm here? saying. Okay, so but think about this. <laughs> Why would you knock upon your door now? How can that be explained? We heard a knock on the door and freaking it's you doing it from <laughs> the future. He gives us a knock. <laughs> no, right? You it's from the future, it, it, it would have worked if you were evil to begin with, because then it wasn't really you. You know what I'm right. saying? It's a, it's a, it's a different a different Dan Chase. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but, but it's not. Fucking, they're fucking with time and shit, though, because that's the thing. I think that's the whole point of the further, which is that time kind of is all fucked up. Now, granted, they didn't really <laughs> allude to that in the first one, but it, it's acceptable to right. me, and it's, and it's clever enough. But you're right. You're absolutely right. They okay. don't explain that. They I'll don't explain that, further. Okay. How about when they show the movies when he was a little kid and the guy distracts him and it's the adult him talking to him? Exactly. Ridiculous. Why would that happen? No, no, fuck you. Because it shows the fucking picture in the beginning and it's like, you're like, why is grown up him in that picture? Huh, that's weird. And then they explain it that way, which was fucking grown up him in the further, went back in time and fucking basically made, you know, made the kids show them that, you know, when Shay comes in. Oh, that's what that was about. It all makes sense, Dave. It's such a cop out. It was such a movie that was made. You're right. I'm glad it was a you said bad, that. badly written freaking movie. I'm it was a passion. <laughs> I never thought I would say that about James Wan because I loved everything else he did. And I can't believe that Wanel and Wan were in on this movie. It was such a poorly executed it's like it's freaking like script. It's like this, okay? Are you looking in Back to the Future for Marty McFly in his leather jacket and his hat at the back? Do you see what I'm saying? It's the same fucking that thing. That makes sense. They're, but no, no, no. It, it makes back sense. Back to the Future is a masterpiece, though. But, but, it makes but sense. Even part two was. It makes but you're right, sense. But I see what you're saying, though. It's a cop-out. You're absolutely right. What do you guys think? Uh, Dan said one side. I say another. What do you guys think? Cody has to be the tiebreaker. I haven't seen Insidious 2. Oh, you haven't? Well, don't bother, man. I'll tell you. Just because of oh, How about the fact when they go in... Okay, Dan, let me say this now. How about when they go into the freaking serial killer's house, the guy that yeah. dresses up as a woman or whatever, and all of a sudden, there's bodies. There's 20 bodies in there that have been there for 20 years, and nobody smells a fucking thing. These bodies... And not even that... Not that... Not, okay? That's half of it. How about these bodies look like they died maybe a month ago? They've been sitting there for 20 years. They would have been dust and bones and skeletons. You got me there. That I was the it. first time I checked out, but I said, okay, I can. I guess I could deal with it. Okay. I got but then, then, thank you. Then the knock on the door, 
and I was done. And then that one guy was allowed to come back again. Fucking awesome, dude. I'm sorry. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you guys, you know, Cody, did you see this movie? I know, Alex, you haven't. Um, uh, no, no, I haven't seen it. But okay. I, I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> Next up, we review Insidious 3. Use your knock. <laughs> oh. It's freaking it's, ridiculous, it, dude. You know, and I'm glad you said that. Like Harry they, Potter, but, but Harry Potter even did it better. They did it much better when they had the the flashback uh-oh. and there was reason for it. I'm not even gonna. Uh, There's more and more. How about that guy's allowed to come back? Thank well, they you. did it. They both they both did it well. Is my point. They did it where it made sense. But I know what you made mean, no though. sense. Insidious. I'm Thanks. glad that you said it was a cop out because you're absolutely right in that assessment. But I don't care because it's so fucking callbackish and it's like, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that's fucking cool. And I don't care that oh, this is part two, and you know we don't explain this. And like you, you hope that they thought thought about that in the first one, but you know they didn't. You know they didn't. I so. wish I enjoyed it, man. I can't say anything about that. When in a situation like this, you think I want to go to? I went there. I was so excited to see the movie that mm-hmm. I went to a double feature where they showed part one and they followed it up with part two. I was psyched. And not only that, my wife. You know what my wife said? Who's a, who's not even an avid horror fan? She said, "If it's good, I'll blow you on the way home." <laughs> well, that goes without saying. I got that act because I was so depressed about it, yeah. But <laughs> she said, she goes, in the next movie, the little boy is going to end up saving uh, the father. She friggin' called it. She called yeah. that plot point in the next movie. She's not, not even, she's a casual horror She movie. called it? She, we're watching part one, right? And she'd seen part one once before, but we're watching it at the theater. And she goes, you know what's going to happen? She goes, in part two... Freaking, the little boy is going to somehow have to go and save the father. Because in part one, the father saved the little boy. Sure enough, that's what happened. It was so cliche that she uh, even freaking called it. That's another thing about the movie. It's predictable. Uh, Was the Grinch too so Christmas in the second movie or no? No, he's not, dude. He's not in it? No, 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 no. Dude, they focus in on, um, remember the lady from the first one? Um, The scary looking lady? Yeah, anyways. The one from Uh, Exorcist, that little midget girl? Barbara Hershey, who? Oh, 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 hey, Barbara Hershey was pretty good in this. I think she's good in everything. uh, Yeah, but, dude, Lynn Shea in this, she had such a bigger fucking role, and uh, judging by the first... She had no right being in there at all. Dude, whoa, what does that mean? Fuck you! She She was in the further! She died in the first freaking two minutes. She was in the further! And they made it a cop-out to bring her back. How about the woman in the beginning, the little girl that had... How about the girl that had the Lynn Shea's voice? That was, <laughs> that was incredible. It was, it was almost creepy. It was and terrible. Jo- Jocelyn Donahue, right? Isn't that her name from fucking House of the Devil, dude? She plays the younger yeah. Barbara. She that was awesome, dude. I'm Remember? not talking about Barbara. Her. I'm talking about the young Lynn Shea character. <laughs> I know. Well, Lynn Shea's a 60 year old woman. They had a girl in her 20s talking. And obviously, it's lip synced and freaking Lynn Shea's voice coming out of her mouth. That was what, awesome. What are they you thinking? You it know was, it. It was terrible. Michael, why do you want to kill me, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me. Sum- I wish I enjoyed it, Dan. All I, right, I wish- all right, you maniacs. We gotta stop. I'm jealous of him. I really. I wish I enjoyed. It. We'll have a. Okay, these are the shows that people are gonna be waiting for. I, I'm gonna stick you two to it. I want a Dark Knight, whatever the fuck that third one is called, and Rise. Rises. What is this movie we're just talking about? Insidious two. Insidious two. <laughs> <laughs> I want a show where the two of you 
No, wait. First, you're gonna join forces. Wait, what do I want to see? Do I? Want to no, see first you? we argue, then we join forces. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the better ending, isn't it? It'll be like uh, talk about predictability. It'll be like Batman versus Superman. Okay, fine. There you go. We kiss and make up at the end. Yes. Is that, you battle and then you team up and then you're the Justice League. Hey, and I'll be in there with you. We'll do a three way, and Jamie will be there. So because I'll be Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman, you can't marry a woman without gills. Oh, 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 I want to say this too. Uh, Arrow TV show, everybody's going to watch it. It's fucking ruthless. It's an incredible fucking show, dude. And it's on the CW. Yes, I said it. I watch a show on the CW. They're still around the CW? Dude, I think so. I think it's on the CW. But hey. The WB? Is the WB still around? I was thinking I, it's the same thing. Same thing. No, what? they became the CW. Exactly. It merged? Yeah. But wow. hey. Alex, uh-huh. guess who's guess who's the weed chick in uh, Arrow? Oh, come on, tell me a hot Puerto Rican. Katie <laughs> Cassidy. Katie Cassidy, who's that? Oh, the oh, girl. the girl from Nightmare. Exactly, the girl from Nightmare, the girl from Harper's Island. <clears throat> Everybody's gonna watch Harper's Island. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Netflix. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still up. Really there. quick, before we end this segment, <clears throat> here's what we wanted to. Oh shit! I didn't even get to my list. God damn you two with your insidious shit. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Really quick, I'll run this off because we have a responsibility to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. body bags, we all mentioned, sort of. <laughs> okay, so on the 19th, three days from now, here's what's coming to Blu-ray. Night of the Comet 84, please fucking avoid that piece of shit! Wow. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> Maniac Cop 2 and 3 are coming to Blu-ray Courtesy of uh, Scream Factory. I shouldn't even be saying this because they give me a fucking screener. Assholes. Oh. Yeah, really. At least give me part two. I, I'll, you could leave part three in your factory. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, part two's cool. I like part two. Uh, part three sucks. Do not buy that. I don't know if it comes in the combo pack. If it does, just watch the one. Combo pack. Never seen them. I have no desire to. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't have a year for it, but Demonic Toys comes to Blu-ray on the 19th also. Anybody watch that piece of shit? No. No? No. Hey, did see Dollman versus the, the Demonic Toys. That, oh, dude, that is that with, winner. what's his name? Feldman? No. No, uh, no, uh, Tim Thomerson. Yes, baby! Who the fuck is that? Dude, uh, Scan- uh Trancers, Trancers. Trancers. Ah, uh, okay. I've been dying to have you guys watch that. I watched it, remember? Trancers 1, 2, and... They were extremely odd, I remember, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? But oh, I Dan, remember I enjoyed yeah. it. yeah, when I first met Dan... In a <laughs> yeah, this was when we first met, wasn't it? Yeah, I said, dude, Trancers is on Netflix, you gotta watch it. And he, at that point, he he thought I had credibility. So he was like, <laughs> he was like, okay. And he went and watched it, he goes, and I, I get a text or something, he goes, dude, what the fuck did you just make me watch? <laughs> yeah, that's just bizarre as hell, dude. Yeah, you're right, though, that was back in the day, wasn't it? Oh, man. Yep. That was the old times, man. Yes, sir. So, anything else coming out, or? Yeah, the 26th, there's, oh, here's, the... oh, Dan, you're gonna love this. Uh-oh. First, not the one you're gonna love, it's, uh, de... what a... oh, shit, Day of the Animals? <laughs> 77? <laughs> so there's something my daughter would read or something. <laughs> That's nothing. If you yeah, Go ahead and buy that Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, and here's the one, Dan. You're going to love this. Mm. House 3. Oh, jeez. Oh, the horror show? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm a fan. I saw it at the movies when I was a kid, actually. Come on. Really? Yeah, Max Jenke. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Max Jenke. Yeah, yeah, nothing special, shit, but I, I liked it. Whatever. 
Dude, we did this ages ago. Here's the problem with Cody. There's a lot of problems with Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, how did you listen to our show? Through YouTube or Horophilia? I started off through YouTube, and uh, then when you guys and Mike had your break, uh, I uh, started listening to you guys through, uh, oh, what is that? Uh, Double Twist. Uh, We're on Double Twist? What is that, a joint? What the hell is that? <laughs> a joint? Double <laughs> Twist, you know? Dovetail Double Twist? It's a, yes! <laughs> trying well, to make a dovetail uh, joint, yes. It's an Android app where you can listen to iTunes. Sweet. Yeah? Okay. <clears throat> so that means that, you see, nobody knows this. Who, well, if you're not from the beginning. I did a little tweaking <laughs> uh, post, like, months post-show. When the Skeleton Crew started, we started off with, let's just do a Friday the 13th special, because it's coming up. And that'll be a good intro. Okay. So you all know that. After the 12th show, we did all the 12 movies. The next show was Cabin in the Woods. Right? So that was easy. Because we had Cabin in the Woods. That's relevant. People would want to hear that. So for some dumbass reason, on the next show, which is (laughs) I think 14, I, for some stupid ass reason, we were thinking, what do we do for the first show? Let's do Netflix so that people could easily obtain the movie and watch and then listen. And because I'm so passionate about 1986 House, I said, let's do House 3. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, and even Matt Wessel told me, I think it was Matt. Matt Wessel. Matt Wessel. Was it him or, oh, John Moran said, that it was really a bad segment. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> I fucking love John Moran, dude. <laughs> and we all knew that. Yeah. As soon as we pressed stop, we said, "Wow, that was that was bad." I didn't know what to say, dude. Like, I just had nothing for that. I was just like, "Yeah." None of us had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only house film I hadn't seen, so it was actually almost interesting for me. Oh my God! Thank God! Wow! Isn't it amazing how that co- how it changes with in the ears from the mouth? Jesus! Yeah, uh, we thought it sucked. So what I did was, <laughs> well, I was very fond of that franchise as a teenager, and uh, and I, it always bummed me out because, I, like I said, I grew up in a small town, couldn't uh, just had a couple of mom and pops uh, rental places, and I, I could never find House Three. I, mm. I'd seen. One, two, and four. You should have looked for the horror show. I, I can't believe it. That's what, I can't right. believe you guys know it is House Three. See what the story is. This there was House One, there was House Two, and then later on, a couple years later or whatever, a movie came up to the theater in the United States called The Horror Show. Right. Okay. Right. And, and we we went in and we watched the movie. It had nothing to do with the house movies. Now right. I hear years later. They marketed it overseas as House 3, you know? So for whatever reason, because that's the way they do things overseas sometimes, the whole, you know, whatever. They do strange things. But So this has nothing to do with the House series. So I don't even understand that. Then when they made another one, they had to call it House 4 for some strange reason, I guess, because they had success overseas. They didn't want it to be, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So it has nothing to do with with that. So I I always found that weird. And and the horror show was a standalone movie. 
Nothing special. I, I lump it in there with, with Wes Craven's Shocker. They're kind of similar. Should I say it? That's chair. what we said. Shocker, Yeah, man. it's kind yeah. of like Shocker, and it's uh, whatever. It's, I don't know if it's just as good or, or, or not as good or whatever, but it was an average 80s horror flick. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. Uh, what I did was when we got to the Horophilia Podcast Network, it was such a bad review that I actually took it out of uh, of the uploads that are on iTunes and Horophilia. It, we, like, we literally, I think, uh, I might have kept the intro and then the outro of that review, and <laughs> that was about <laughs> it. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't remember, man. You gotta go back and listen to that shit. The only place you'll find that thing in its entirety is YouTube. Yeah, man. I haven't. I listened back to it the once when it was first released, and never again. So. It was bad. It was. It was probably the worst decision to make when starting off. Like you know, right. you got the momentum, the balls rolling with Friday Thirteenth. You got you know, you did your little thing with uh, Cabin in the Woods, and then you fucking do House Three. Holy shit, that was stupid. It's all about the the relevancy things. One one thing, just to keep people interested, because people care about new shit that comes out. But when it comes to picking random movies, sometimes that's where our show is 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 somewhat different because we've picked movies that we don't like, but generally we like to pick our favorite ones between all of us, and that way it's fun because that's where you get all the debates. Because you got it on one side originally, the reason why somebody chose it, you got that person saying, "I love this." And then you could have everybody saying it, whatever, whatever. But generally, that's where the it, it's based off of, which is our favorite movies um, or stuff, new new shit, new shit that's coming out. So yeah. I think if you, you if you stick to that, you'll be all right. But yeah, you're right. House three, nah. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. That was my uh, that was my big flub in in trying to come up with shit. Oh, dude, it's been a fucking learning experience from day one, you know? I mean, if, when we first started, dude, do you remember, like, how we used to think about, oh, how do we oh, do this? So we, had, we had no clue, though. We were like, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do. Like, I'll be honest with you, dude, and everybody, you know, listening and shit, like, when we go now... <laughs> We just fucking go. Like, if you think, like, I mean, of course, some of it is is a little mapped out, but I mean, shit, I didn't plan on into, talking Insidious two tonight, so it just you just gotta let it flow, and uh, yeah, just at the base, just talk horror and try and get back to those subjects once in a while, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, this is Body Bags, 1993. This is written by Billy Brown and Dan Angel. It's directed by John Carpenter and Toby Hooper and Larry Scullis. What the fuck that is? John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, and that guy. Yeah. John Carpenter. I should have not clicked the part that said one more credit. <laughs> the reason for that. John Carpenter actually is an actor in this movie. He's the coroner. And he actually... I wouldn't say it's good acting, but it's uh, it's fun. So I, I'm okay with it. Tom Arnold is a morgue worker. Toby Hooper is a morgue worker. 
Robert Carradine, who plays uh, Dracula. I think that's Robert Carradine. Or I'm thinking of... Is it the Kung Fu guy? No, it's John Carradine. Robert Carradine is the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. He plays Yes, that's where I recognize him from. Uh, Wes Craven is a pasty-faced man in this. Uh, Sam Raimi is Dead Bill. Greg Nicotero, you can see Greg Nicotero walking his dog um, when the, during the heroin. And um, yeah. David yeah. is in the gas station one. And this thing is so full of cameos, it's not even funny. To me, that's the total best part about this movie is just seeing I who's agree. I totally agree. And the last one won me over, too, with, uh, with fucking Roger Corman. It was just like, okay, we're going to show you a B-movie. Here's the king of B-movies. I just thought that fucking topped it off very nicely. And then fucking Mark Hamill. Yeah. So it's a, this is an anthology movie. There's three stories. The way it works is John Carpenter is like this ghoul in a morgue. And, <clears throat> you know, he's, he talks to the camera. He uh, sets up each story. And basically he takes a dead body that's in the morgue. And he tells the story about how they got there. You don't know he's a ghoul, though, till the end, which was a nice twist. Something's wrong. Yeah, it was. But something's wrong with him. I don't know. I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, he looks kind of just... fucked up anyway. Yeah, I know. I mean, he looked dead to begin with. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he looked like someone deflated him. I mean, like he's always been a skinny dude, but, I mean, he looked really deflated. You know, just, I don't know. He was looking bad. He looked like old fruit because it was all, he was all gray and tattered. <laughs> he looked like a banana that's been around too long. He was like the crypt keeper. He was like the crypt keeper, like fourteen minutes before they filmed the first episode of <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. So uh, the first one, it takes place at a gas station. The uh, overall story here is that a girl gets a job at a gas station. It's her first night. And there has been killings going around in that area. It's Haddonfield. Yeah, it takes place in Haddonfield. You know, in uh, Haddonfield. Here in uh, Haddonfield. <laughs> yeah, how many times are you going to keep... Yeah, guys. <laughs> we get it! There's a killer in Haddonfield. You could have said Russellville and I would have been just as happy. <laughs> would you really, though? Cooler. Yes. That would have been even cooler because that would have been sort of a uh, – that would have been a, an obscure reference and you would really have to be a fan to get that. Right. You know? Yep. And it would be like an extension and it, it would be cool because it would uh, add to the mythology of Haddonfield because this went on in Russellville and this went on in, you know, Smith's Grove uh, and this went on, you know, and just build build that universe. And I think it would have been better than going for the obvious. But who am I? Yeah, but at that point, though, horror was pretty much dead, as we've talked about before, mid-90s and shit. So I wonder if that was, like, a kind of a result of that, where it's like they, they were going for over the top and right in your face. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's almost like, why go subtle now if nobody's fucking into it? Like, we need all the fans we can get. We need all the fucking big references. We need all the big names we can get. You know what I mean? You know, this this was supposed to be sort of a kind of a pilot. It was an it was an idea that they were going to do an anthology series, which is why it was on Showtime. Oh, I think right. they were trying to go up, you know, like Tales from the Crypt style, which is why they had mm -hmm. all the famous people in it. But it didn't go over very well. <laughs> it did not get picked <laughs> up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
It's all right. It's an all right movie, but I yeah, I, I can imagine that this didn't you know blow anyone's hair back. I don't think this is any worse than any of those other like anthology ones. Like of course they have better segments than some of them, but this wasn't horrible. Uh, we'll talk about which segments we liked better than others, but no, this was okay. I still go back to the timing though. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, no, I think you're I think you're right about that, and it definitely had something to do with it uh, with a lot of what was going on here. I think. Yeah, there's no momentum. No. Well, it's funny because Tales from the Crypt actually was the 90s. So that had all the momentum, I guess, when it comes to what they're trying to do. But here's the thing. Did Tales from the Crypt already come out? Yeah, Tales from the Crypt was already going at this point. I think this was supposed to be Showtime's answer to HBO. Oh. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. And they failed. <laughs> and they probably figured, you know what, we'll, t- we'll bring in John Carpenter. He's huge. Right. You know, but it just didn't, you know, didn't work out. I blame that really on the fact that I don't think the stories were all that incredibly original. No. Interesting. Well, okay, let's get to the first one. The gas station thing, girls. I mean, there's nothing original about that. Uh, I thought, you know, <clears throat> the one thing I thought Carpenter get good with this, you know, the girl, obviously, she gets in all these predicaments. She's completely alone. That's the first one. She locks herself out of her booth. That's the second one. She has homeless guys coming up to a window wanting a key to the bathroom you know it's all creepy stuff weirdos pulling up people you know he's like the guy's falling asleep in there i had to piss around his head (laughs) 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 that's just fucking funny dude he had to lean back and piss over his head (laughs) (laughs) she got into a lot of predicaments though first night that sucks yeah carpenter built tension oh first night is a predicament uh carpenter built great tension the whole time with the directing, I thought that was really solid. Do you feel like you can see elements of Halloween in that, as far as the direction is concerned? I, I totally felt like I could. As well as there's, in particular, there's the one scene where we get, it's almost identical. Identical. Thank you. And, uh, you know, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Like where she first takes him down and then she walks toward, like, to the foreground right. and she slumps down. And then in the background, you see him get up. And I'm like, whoa, Michael Myers, anyone? You know, right. <laughs> it was pretty dead on. And, but there were other elements, too, that I thought were very Halloween-ish. But you could definitely see. Uh, if you hadn't even told me who directed it, I probably would have said, God, that looks like Carpenter. Because there were just uh-huh. so many things that were used to seeing from seeing his movies so many times. Well, look at the door. I mean, when she was at the door and he was walking towards her, just like the first one, except fucking little, uh, little what's-his-name wasn't there. So, uh, <laughs> Tommy Doyle. Tommy yeah, couldn't so, let her in. <laughs> yeah, so she had to go through the fucking garage. But it, that was the same thing, too, you know? I mean, shit. And we all know fucking pretty much Carpenter originated that scene, right? It seemed, But it seems like we've seen it so many times, that. but you really got to think back. Like, no, they did that in Halloween. Halloween kicked it off, so that's where it started. So yeah. yeah, it's funny. In this one, in Halloween, Annie walked to her car, and then she had to walk in the house to get the keys to go to the car. In this one, she tried to get in the office, then she had to go to the garage to get the keys to go back in the office. So it was a weird, uh, like, uh, op- polar opposite scene, sort of, in a way. And it always pissed me off, dude, that Annie didn't fucking realize that the car was open when she got back. She was too busy singing about Paul. She's gonna give him her all. But (laughs) give you my all. I love the I love the sledgehammer (laughs) sequence where Carradine is like repeatedly hitting the window with the sledgehammer, but um, it doesn't. The whole thing doesn't shatter. You know, it's like safety glass. It doesn't. It it just sort of he he's you know 
meh. Um, yeah, it sinks maybe. into it, and then he yanks it back out, and then he sinks into it somewhere else, and then yanks it back out. Yeah, in all strategic places. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Right. Wouldn't um, you do like it in those in those tri- in those triangular areas though to take out a centerpiece? Like I know I would, and maybe work the inside after a little bit too. But you gotta, you know what I mean? Like, how do you? Is that a sex like, thing? No, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> he would bang it out in the shape of a vagina. <laughs> I got hung up on working the inside. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think if I think if he were really trying to get in at that point, then he would have done it differently. But I feel like at that, she's trapped in this little box. I think he was mainly trying to fuck with her right then. Yeah, he loved it. You know, he was he was getting off on fucking with her because she had nowhere to go. Where's she gonna go? She's trapped in this box. He's like, all right, fine, bitch, you're in this box. So I'm gonna <laughs> repeatedly slam this sledgehammer. You know, right in front of your face, you know, over and over and over again. I, and so I think he was doing that just to unnerve her, which, we, you know, we got the head on shot of that. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, well, here's the cool thing about the whole element that is a well-written aspect of the wraparound story. The reach around. <laughs> it's great because it's about a morgue and body bags, but the beauty of it is they never show you who's in that bag. So but. you really don't know who's going to die in this. Is she going to get killed? Is Billy going to get killed? Is someone else? You know, like, you don't know anything. And that's what's so cool about it. It keeps you guessing. And I think that's more tension. Um, pretty much, uh, oh, in the beginning, the way the she, the day is saved, a suspicious guy who hit on her forgot his credit card there. That's how she got locked out in the first place. He comes back, saves the day when she's being attacked by the killer. And uh, something happens. I won't tell anybody in case you didn't see it. And... That's it. <clears throat> so, uh, what do you guys? How do you rate this first story um, in the anthology? I don't know three because I, I really like Craven in it too. He was like trying to be wicked creepy, but <laughs> with Craven, it was corny, man. Yeah, but I know. But that's what I like about it. That's what I was gonna say. It was so over the top that it was just like I can't take this seriously. It's Wes Craven. I mean, come on. But he just like stares at her like <laughs> that shit to me is just classic. I'll take that all day. Uh, yeah, I liked it though. Three, Jamie. I'm going to say four on this one. Uh, It's not a totally original idea, you know, and you kind of – honestly, as soon as I saw Robert Carradine, I kind of figured he was the one right away because he just always plays this creepy dude. But um, there are things about it. There are things about the direction that I really like. There are things that – like filmmaking choices that he made that I really enjoyed. Plus, David Naughton can save me any day. So that's Amen to that. I'll second that motion, Jamie. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, four for this one. Yep, I agree. Four. I really liked it, and just like Jamie said, the strong points are the direction. Um, well done. Just uh, kept me interested. Wasn't boring. No. So. And that's it. Better not be. It's a freaking anthology movie. Hey, you have twenty minutes. Amazement. Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have twenty minutes. Come on, try not to bore me in twenty minutes. That's a good point, though, man. <laughs> about about short films in general and shit, because they really, I mean, get to the point. Yeah, and there is no exactly. There's no filler, dude. So yeah, it's kind of no bullshit. So yeah. The second one, I love the premise because it's so '80s to me. It's like so 1987. Oh yeah. Even though it's later, but this guy 
in the second story is losing his hair. I was going to say something, dude. Do you think early 90s, like, I'm sorry, some early 90s shit, like, I basically look at it as 80s. Like, there's not much of a difference. Late 80s, obviously, when it was all played out and shit, you know? Right. Like, all the movies had nowhere to go at that point uh, with the direction that they were going. So the 90s was just kind of like the regurgitation of that. You know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> blah. But, like, some of the, it's not all horrible, I'm just saying, you know? Like, look at the TV shows, like, Saved by the Bell and 90210. The way they were dressed was so, like, whoa. The lightning bolts and shit, dude. Like, the yellow lightning bolts and the fucking, you know, remember the light-up sneakers and shit? Like, when I... Oh, yeah. That's early 90s, but, like, that's pretty much 80s, you know? I guess you could classify it as both. But to me, it just feels like late 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, the... The sneakers, the Reeboks with the basketball pump on them. Oh, remember those joints, dude? <laughs> That's 80s, dude. <laughs> so you could jump higher. Like in this one, the set design, in this one and in the third one, they're, the, they're scream early 90s with the color palettes. He had um, yeah. the... Stacy Keach had the wine rack that was brass. You know, everything was brass and mauve and pale blue back then. And everybody's kitchen had geese in them. You know, you're describing my life, Jamie. I know because that's 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 we all went through that. It was just it was everywhere until later on when Hunter Green came out, and um, then everything was Hunter Green and Burgundy. But like in this period, it was all pale blue and pink, and it's everywhere, and um, it just screams it. You can't get away from it. Plus those right, hold pants. On, guys. I'll be right back. I gotta uh, go base the turkey. <laughs> oh, He's come on, Alex. <laughs> so this guy's losing his hair, and uh, it, this is one of those funny moments that I think are absolutely ridiculous. I love how just because he has an issue with his hair, coincidentally, every single thing he is surrounded by and has on the television is some kind of infomercial for hair growth. Like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, right. It was just so stupid. Uh, th- there were a lot of funny gags with it when he painted his head and the girl kissed him and her lips were brown. But here's the thing that I don't understand about the whole thing. Now, hair is usually supposed to give a guy confidence. He's supposed to, you know, do better things in life when he has hair because he has that, you know, confidence inside of him. Dude, he's tapping a chick that's like 15 years younger than him. She's smoking hot. This guy's not even good looking. What is he really good? Like, what else does he want? Isn't it all about banging chicks, really, in the end? And that chick, by the way, is Sheena Easton. So um, he's tapping quite a hot chick. Yeah. For, you know, he's not exactly a good looking guy if his hair was long or short. So when you guys saw, like, the nurse when he was going in for the consultation and she was hitting on him. Was it almost like, is this for real? Does this doctor okay with this? And you eventually found out why the doctor's okay with it, because it really is inconsequential. Alex, did you notice who the doctor was? Oh, oh, the Ninja Turtle. Yeah! <laughs> and the nurse is Debbie Harry from Blondie. That's right, dude. Yeah, I, I love this fucking movie just because of those things, like you said, Jamie, all those actors. But, like, you know, Having somebody from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 like, wouldn't blow anybody else's mind, but it did mind. Me too, man. Yeah, so this guy goes in. He says, okay, we have a special thing for you. You're going to wake up. And I love how he's, he doesn't think anything would be weird about this. He'll wake up tomorrow with a full head of hair. And he's like, <laughs> okay, that sounds normal. He, go, he wakes up. He looks like the fucking Beauty and the Beast. Uh, you know, he looks like Fabio when he wakes up. And every, everyone <laughs> just goes along with it. There's nothing wrong with it. In the exact style that you choose, too. It's like you pick the style and your hair will magically grow into the style yeah. that you choose. Which, and you yeah, didn't, right. he didn't think anything was weird about that? No. 
and I have a problem with that that I'm going to mention later. But uh, <laughs> and oh yeah, they also have Kato Kalin as the hairdresser, right? The blonde guy who was doing his hair wasn't that Kato Kalin? I could totally buy that. No, dude, OJ didn't kill that bitch till '94. <laughs> So, uh, okay, well, I guess the one thing we could say about the hair that doesn't make any sense is what if he picked the short hair? Would it keep – because the thing – well, I guess you only you only question that when he said within a few hours it grew another six inches. Uh-huh. So what if he picked the short hair? Then it just would have stopped growing. Like an overgrowth of hair could only be, you know, in line with – a, a huge long head of hair. It wouldn't have worked. Right. That whole thing sort of wouldn't have worked if he picked the short hair. Would it not have been done earlier? Like, say, you can get up at four a.m. and your hair will be complete. You know, if if you choose right. a short style, he only had to sleep the whole night if his, yeah. he wanted. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> These are things that I guess you they didn't. Take I don't know. Yeah, so dude, if you want this haircut, wake up at two in the morning. If you want this one, wake up at four. If you want this one, wake up at six. Like. <laughs> It was just weird. So, uh, not to go on too long, uh, eventually hair grows everywhere. He looks like an ogre. Uh, a hair is in his back of his throat by that punching bag in your throat, and he, he pulls it out or something, and it's like a worm. And so he starts getting hair, like, on his balls, his ass, everywhere, I guess. And it's just, <laughs> it's just going crazy. We did not see his balls, so I can't No, we say. didn't see any of that. <laughs> he had hair on his balls. <laughs> Who needs a commentary? We got the skeleton goo breaking it down. <laughs> um, he goes to the doctor. He goes, what the fuck is going on? Blah, blah. And his uh, the doctor tells him, I guess we don't have to give it away if nobody's seen it. So there's a reason and he's fucked. Do you feel like with this one, the, one of the main problems I had with this one is that, you know, I mean, it, the idea is not new. You know, be careful what you wish for, that kind of thing. But... I mean, the reasoning behind it was new and original and, you know, I guess. But the issue that I had with this segment is that all of the exposition comes at the very end where it's just like we went we went all through right. all of this stuff. He goes to the doctor's office and then the doctor starts revealing everything like he's a James Bond villain, you know, at the <laughs> all in the last five minutes of the, of the segment. Really no, Mr. Bond, I want like, you to ah, blah, 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 And this is what's happening, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess, Jamie, you're supposed to take the journey with the dude. Like, as it's happening to him, you're not supposed to know. He's not supposed to know. And it's like, what the fuck? I thought this was going to be a good thing. He's, he's, You know, the girl wants him back. He's banging her. Then all of a sudden, shit goes wrong. He can't even enjoy his hair. He has a fucking headache in the beginning. And, and here's the one thing that I think makes zero sense. So let's just say that the what happened what's happening to this guy is happening. Let's let's say we buy it, right? The the things that are killing him uh are. If they kill humans, then how is the doctor running around in a human how is the thing controlling what he says and does and how come it's not killing him? Like I just don't understand how these things can't coexist with the long hair guy, but it works fine with the doctor, like I, I wasn't ever completely sure if he, you know, did the doctor start out human? Is this a human disguise that right, he's wearing? Right. Is this because that part they didn't bother to explain? So, um, you know, I'm not really uh, at the at the end. I was kind of scratching my head a little bit, you know, going oh, Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, <Aww>. my cat. <laughs> my cat. <laughs> 
What's the matter, baby? She's got a hairball. Oh no, shit. Did you go oh, see that doctor? It's in her throat. <laughs> Let me it's see a your throat. Kitty. Kitty, kitty. Um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's the same question that I had at the end, going, um, trying to figure out exactly where the doctor comes into play. Yeah, they couldn't exist. They couldn't use a human as a host. They would eventually kill him. Well, then again, he did say the doctors knew. He kept stressing that, so maybe oh. the body it lasts, and then he just gets a new. Ah, look, I don't know. Yeah, but how does that work without everybody around noticing? Like, oh, there's a new doctor every three weeks. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I don't also know had is. issue with the fact that once he laid down the facts on him, that he just sort of sat down in the chair, defeated, and allowed him to do whatever. And he's just like, ah. <sighs> And he just sits down. I'm like, that's it? You don't have any more of a reaction than that after what you've just been told? That's your reaction? You know? Yeah, he just accepts it. He's, He's just like, like, all right. Okay. You got me. <laughs> this one I had really still had some cool cameos like we've already talked about. This is the one where you got to see Greg Nicotero walking his dog with his lowing flaunt. Yeah. Lowing long hair. Uh, so that was fun. There were some fun Lowing's moments. Long. Overall, this one just did not do it for me. So I'm going to say really? this one's a two. Yeah. I don't like the resolution. I just did not like the resolution. So it's a big fat two. The ending was pretty weak. Um, I'm going to say – well, and, and it's funny. This is so – 80s 90s like the whole time to to let us know what kind of tone they were wanting us to have during it you hear like (laughs) the whole time it's jazz like come on the whole time it's it's jazz music and that's what they they always did that during the goofier type of segments of these types, like, uh, you know, like uh, Tales from the Crypt and, right, and right, right, right. Tales from the Dark Side. They always did that. It's so funny. It's a great stable. Um, I I liked this whole thing until the and I'm not going to say I didn't like the end. I guess I didn't, um, but it wasn't enough to make me not like it. So I'm going to say there's a 3.5. Really? Oh, shit. Uh, I give it a two, and it barely gets that. I just wasn't entertained at all. Nah, just didn't do it for me. You know, warden in prison break, that gets a little star, but (laughs) that's about it. That's about it. I mean, listen, I I know what you're saying, though, like about, you know, the goofiness, and, and, you know, clearly they were going for somewhat of a lighter direction in this, and, you know, um, with the worms and shit like that, but I've never liked that kind of stuff. I mean, some of them in the Twilight Zone, and and, and whatever else, Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that, the more sci-fi E ones, they work sometimes. But there's a lot of times where it's just like, yeah, that happened, like, whatever. You know, and this was just one of those segments that, you know, I watched and I, 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 I kind of enjoyed it, not really. It wasn't, like, unbearable, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, this is such a piece of shit. But it also wasn't anything great, nothing new, nothing fucking that jumped out at me. So, yeah, you get it too. I, I like when they someone tries to better themselves with something like this, and then it, everything starts going wrong, and like his fingernails are falling off and shit. Like I don't know. Like I like that stuff. Like when you know what I thought of? I thought of uh, that Stephen King movie or the Stephen King adaptation of uh, Thinner when I watched this. I mean, I know it was like you know it's about growing hair and that's about weight weight loss, but I don't know. It just seemed very similar in a lot of ways. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Yes, that's our ratings. So the last one is about uh, a baseball player. He's doing really good. I think he's in the minors. He's at 37. He'll graduate to the major leagues. 
he has a really good eye. Um, he's doing great with batting. He's batting better than ever. I just don't understand. Uh, maybe he was thrown off the major leagues, then he's trying to get back. I just I don't understand his whole uh, thing. Uh, so it's raining one night. He's driving home to see his wife. She said she has a big surprise for him. He's trying to grab some cassette tapes. Uh, he's reaching. He's looking down on the floor way too long. He gets up. Uh, and oddly enough, I feel like he should have just drove off uh, off the road. I think if that deer was there either way, he just would have done the same thing, whether he was looking for tapes or not. But that's just me. Um so he, he avoids killing a meaningless deer and instead goes and hits a tree. <laughs> so a piece of glass gets stuck in his eye. So he's fucked. His eye is, is gone. So, uh, you know, he wakes up. A doctor says, we have a great new surgery. And Jamie, tell everybody what this is a total rip of. Body parts? Yep. And, and who's in body parts? Jeff Fahey. Duke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my name is Dwayne. My friends call me Duke. Duke, my man. <laughs> Psycho 3. Oh, Alex, I saw a uh, lost highlight reel of Jeff Fahey. I'm going to send it to you, dude. He's fucking awesome on that show. You'll love it. Yeah? Yeah, dude. He's he's like the, kind of the same character. He's a little nicer on Lost, clearly. But, uh, yeah, it's awesome, dude. You'll love it. Yep. So if I'm in the choice going. between this and body parts, I will watch Jeff Fahey any day. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, Jeff Fahey lost his arm. He gets the arm of a guy who used to kill people. And then Jeff Fahey starts going through these like flashes of killing people. And I don't know. I forgot what he actually did in the movie. Maybe he went to kill them. I don't know. Just describe this movie. <laughs> yeah. This guy gets an eye of a guy who killed people. He starts seeing the visions of the guy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just not original. He starts seeing visions. He starts seeing all the people that they killed, how he killed them. I mean, there's really nothing to get into here. That's it. He's rocking that that mustache and that horrible haircut. And his, he's got those <laughs> jeans jacked up to his armpits. Um, <laughs> again, yeah. this is very early 90s. All of the set pieces just are, are very dated. But really, no, I mean, this to me is the least original of all three stories. But was it good? It was okay. I don't. I, I get the whole thing that kept burning in my mind was we've all seen this before. We've all seen this before. Right. And because as soon as he starts getting the flashes, you know what's going on before he even does the whole go to the library, look up the microfiche. Yeah, thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> everybody is, knows you know, exactly. Which, you know me. I love the microfiche scene in any movie, but oh. <laughs> but you know what's going on way before he does. <laughs> yeah, asshole. <laughs> I just want to say too. Um, Okay, so for aspiring directors, if you ever want Mark Hamill to star in your movie, include in the script, Mark Hamill loses a body part. Yeah, right? (laughs) I mean, think about it. I mean, come on. It's like this poor fucking guy. But I still think, have you guys ever heard him fucking do the Joker? I still think that's his fucking best work to date. I mean, Luke Skywalker was okay, but dude, the Joker's the shit. Yeah, of course. Everybody knows the Batman series, man. I love it, dude. I love it. I, I, dude, I watch episodes of that all the time. Like, you know, Heath Ledger killed it. I think that's number one. But if you want to talk like all different incarnations of the Joker, the end made me like made me really cringe. Like where you know, he takes the was it gardening shears or scissors? I don't remember which. But um, that I was like, oh, <laughs> just because it's I 
There's an R&B singer who gouged his eye out back in like 2005. Who's that? Slick Rick? I don't know. He's a really famous R&B singer who was like he was like 24 years old, and he. And that's what it reminded me of because I just actually saw that story right before I watched this movie, which is a really strange. Yeah, look up R&B singer Houston gouges eye out after apparent suicide attack. Holy shit, dude! What a way to play. Yeah, so he gouged his eye out because he was trying to kill his wife, rape her, kill her, whatever. And he turned the shears on himself instead. I mean, we'll give that away. Who's a a shit? Yeah. And that's it. Well, I thought it was weird how when he was looking into the past, like, his mom, like, puts a cigarette out in his eye. But, like, why would you donate eyes that cigarettes were put out in? That's kind of weird. Like, wouldn't you say, <laughs> well, those kind of suck. Let's uh, give people his arm or something. <laughs> That is very weird, dude. Good point. Very good point. <laughs> Let's take these ashtrays. <laughs> this is nicotine-induced. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll rate this one. Uh... This one, I think, it gets a little bit even... I'm still going to say two, but I like it even less than the other one because at least the other one was a little bit original, so maybe I should bump that one up to a three. I don't know. Um, because this one, I just don't feel like it was very original at all. You saw the end before the beginning even started. It was If you didn't see this coming, then someone must have gouged out your eye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the last 20 years. <laughs> pretty obvious. All right. Dan, what do you rate it? Uh, for originality? <laughs> no. We we all know where that's going. <laughs> How do you read it? Like, as an overall originality? I just Zero. I just fucking said it. You want me to say it again? Um, Alright, this one? Uh, well, it's fucking Mark Hamill, dude. Uh, I liked it. I'll give it a three. For sure. Me, uh, yeah, three. three. Solid three. I was going to give it a three and a half, but three's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was teetering between those two also. I'll give it, you know, even though it wasn't original at all, it, it was a different take on it, I guess. Overall, it was a cool watch, dude. I mean, I, don't it was know, a good I watch. had fun. Yeah, I had fun with it. That's it. Uh, so I guess overall, do we have to add up our scores or something? Uh, does it even matter? Okay, overall, watch. Should people watch this or, or not? Recommend it or not? Um, I say, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, sure, go ahead. In that tone, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there with you guys. I don't think you, I don't think anyone's going to be missing anything if they don't. But there are some really fun cameos, and I think John Carpenter's reach around, <laughs> which now I'm going to be calling it that forever. But uh, I think John Carpenter's little wraparound thing is is entertaining. You know, he cracks me up. So, yeah, sure. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Not nude in theaters, Jenna Malone joins Jennifer Lawrence in the cast of Hunger Games Catching Fire. To get a bone from Naked Miss Malone, check out 2009's The Messenger, where just two minutes in, she bears TNA. That'll have your pants catching fire. May the wads be ever in your favor. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude in theaters, Evan Rachel Wood stars in Charlie Countryman. At the one-hour, 18-minute mark, she shows us her perky boobs as Shia LaBeouf slips her LaBeef in bed. When it comes to Evan Rachel, you'll always get wood. Almost nude on Blu-ray, Jennifer Aniston goes see-through in We're the Millers. As a stripper in last summer's comedy smash, Aniston peels to reveal a sheer bra, and thanks to the miracle of high def, we get a great shot of her Chandler Bings. 
It's Miller time, and I've got a pony keg in my pants. MrSkin.com. Fast forwarding to the good parts. All right, guys, so that is it for the show. Uh, the next thing we have is a big special coming up. Like we said, everybody dug the Halloween 2 uh, retro, uh, retro commentary that we did in the end of October. Oh, so fucking fun. <laughs> By popular demand, we took all your votes through emails, Facebook, everything else. And the next commentary we are doing is at the end of this month, probably a little after Thanksgiving, I guess, uh, Maybe on it, whatever. It is Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, motherfucker. Oh. Oh. Cannot wait. Yes, sir. Remember that message Jonathan Orr left where he imitated everybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to buy gas, idiot? <laughs> like this job, you know? <laughs> like this job. I actually do. I did a scene with Lloyd. Um, the uh, We did trash's cemetery scene where she does the little speech and then she gets up and does the dance that's supposed to be on carnival of decadence that has never been released but somewhere out there is me doing that scene somewhere out there remember the scene we all did for friday one with ron milky (laughs) he was so for alex do you remember him Oh, of course, you, dude. you talked to him before. It was the funniest fucking thing. It, like, just the way he picked up the phone. Like, maybe it was just funny to me, but he just picks up. He was, like, right on time. He's like, hello, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just, like, ready to fucking go. He's like, hello, um, I got these questions uh, that you sent me. Now, he was just, like, so dead on, dude. I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking pro. And then we find out he's a fucking acting coach. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was in his apartment, dude. What? <laughs> what? Okay, Did he know okay, about hold it? Hold on. Yeah, tell us this story. Well. Were your pants on? Uh, he actually made me take my clothes off, oddly enough. <laughs> but uh, when he started, he literally asked me to take off my shirt and stuff. And I, I thought it was really weird. And I was like. It's like, we don't do any funny business around here. Yeah. I ain't going to stand for no weirdness in your apartment. And it was as soon as I got there, too, he said, can you take your shirt off? And I was like... Are you fucking serious? I'm lost. Wow. I was just kidding, dude. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, w- I was with a friend. She was a chick. What, is this butterfly effect? <laughs> <laughs> and he got, the, he got his tripod out. <laughs> Did he offer to show you his etchings? <laughs> <laughs> so... I take my shirt off, you know, against better judgment. I was like, you know, where, where are we going with this? So he, he goes into his closet and he pulls out police officer no way. uniforms. Yeah. And I was like, okay, where are we going with this? <laughs> Arrest me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> if you pull out handcuffs, dude, I am out of here. It's all <laughs> And put the fucking nightstick away, asshole. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> alrighty then. And I, I put the cop outfit on. It had a badge on it and everything. And he just started taking photographs of me. And I was like. <laughs> what, dude? The fuck are you waited till now to tell us? <laughs> it was butterfly effect. Wow. <laughs> I think I still have the pictures, dude. <laughs> I you, gotta show you the picture. You have to find these. Are you kidding me? Oh. I don't care if it takes you all night searching the computer. <laughs> you will find these pictures, dude. Oh <laughs> my god! 
<laughs> and as soon as we were done, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to put my clothes back on. And uh, I went ahead and put my normal clothes back on. I was like, that was, uh, that's great, Ryan. That was great. That was really funny. All right. So what do you want to do, man? Want to go get something to eat? Uh, I want to go out. Get out of here. Let's go out of here, please. Go downstairs and Please. Public. Let me go. Unchain me. Yeah, then we, we went out to, to a nice lunch. Uh, uh, dinner, sort of. Lunch dinner. What the fuck? So how'd you meet him? Were you just like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, want to hang out? I met him because I met him at a convention. Right. And then I was really crazy, and Dave knows, about, in Friday 13th, I was obsessed with it, and I had my own message board. Still exists. Yeah. And um, Do you still go on it? I go on it. I really don't post on it, though. Yeah. It's just... You know, now it's what's the point? Yeah, we're fucking. We got vices to kill. <laughs> yeah, now we do this too. I feel like I say so much here. I don't want really to type it out. Exactly. Hey, Alex. Um, what were you doing when he was taking pictures of you? <laughs> did you say anything to him? Did he ask you to do poses? <laughs> did you make? Did he make you get on a motorcycle? <laughs> wow. Um, no, he just. He was okay with just this basic standing looking. <laughs> okay, so it just took like a second or two. He snapped two shots and it was over with. It wasn't like a yeah. fucking a session where you, you know, do. <laughs> he did a spread. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like press play on a big boombox. So, you know. Are we going to see you in back issues of Playgirl? <laughs> you got your own fucking portfolio. Fucking office report. Yeah, Alex has got to put the lotion in the fucking basket. <laughs> Imagine if I'm like I'm like in this big photo album with a bunch of other people that did that. <laughs> You're on a wall. They're gonna find it when he dies. They're gonna Yeah, the cops it. are gonna knock on my door and say, <laughs> Do you know Ron Milik? I'm like, no, not really. Really? Cause uh Cause he knew you. <laughs> it looks like he knew you pretty well. <laughs>